0: What's up, yo? It's me, Ellie Caramo, and I'm with my dear friend, Issa. Hey,
1: everybody, this is Issa Cosette, and you are listening to Issa's Way, your favorite podcast that uplifts amazing people around the world. And today we have a very special guest. The iconic Ellie Karamo, the designer fashion stylist with an eccentric love for art applique. He's originally from Paris, France, but has left his stamp in Atlanta as a custom clothing and creative director at Hideoki Bespoke. He is currently killing the game as Steve Harvey's personal stylist. Whether it's off the runway or a local thrift store, he finds it valuable Thank you so much for joining me today, Ellie. You have helped others evolve and transform their styles. Can you talk about how your style has changed over the years?
0: Yeah, like if you want to go back to high school, you know, I was just a young kid, a young immigrant, just coming from Paris, like looking for validation in a crazy teen world. And uh, I think that helped me understand and value myself and and develop a sense of confidence because I was just different. I was different in very in many ways. I I was a black kid that came from Europe. A lot of the kids at that time didn't even know that that could be possible for a black person to be from Paris. I would get that a lot. And um, learning English, being infatuated with fashion such a long at such a young age, and being in the middle of young black kids. Uh, You know, Grayson High School was focused on sports, you know, football, soccer, basketball. And here I am talking about fashion every day, sketching every day. I will wake up every morning before the bus and Google uh, David Beckham style, Fulmsworth Bentley style, uh, Pharrell Williams, Kanye West, and just uh, marry all these aesthetic into mine. And get on a bus dressed like a motherfucking fool. <laughs> okay.
1: The layers, the layers. <laughs> the
0: layers. I mean, you know, I would be so scared of walking through the lunchroom because I will I knew I felt eyes on me, not like glorifying eyes. It would be like, look at this, look at that. But it really allowed me to like understand that I'm I'm me and I just want my journey because I also started to uh, observe what's around me it was a lot of clones, a lot of people that didn't really know who they were, but but were accepted for being the idea of what people accept, which whatever that is, that's that's the fly guy, that's the. That's the football play, whatever it was in high school. So I focused, you know, I didn't have a lot of friends, you know, I had like four homegirls that I like, uh, gravitated towards a lot in high school. But really, like, I would be in a house. I wasn't allowed to go to a lot of house parties. I would be in a house and I would just, in a house, I would be on Vogue.com, L.com. I would watch YouTube videos and I would just educate myself on the art of fashion. I will educate myself on models. I will watch reality show focused on fashion. I will watch Rachel Zoe. Anything that's really related to fashion is something that's always like, had like a thing in my head. Like uh, a lot of mob movies because those men to me were like the most interesting villains. The most, they were so well-dressed but they were so bad and so intriguing to me. And later in life, I've used cinema as a, as a huge reference to my style DNA. Um, but I think for me, um, growing up in the States, growing up in Grayson high school and being thrown into a different world that I, I was used to for a long time and starting over mid teen life, it really allowed me to understand myself faster than most people. I think now looking back.
1: I really admire how you, like you said, you educated yourself about the fashion. You took the time, even when you weren't in a big group, to really tap into your skills and look how well, far. That was far. like
0: I made that my activity. I made that my friend for the weekend. I would ask my mom to get me a sketchbook and and color pencils, and I will like literally sketch any little collections that would not go anywhere it was just in my mind i would just play music and i would just sketch and then once i finished i would sketch another one i would sketch another one i would sketch another one i remember people asked had like why are you always sketching why you always do this why are you always do- why are you dress like that why you move like that so it always these questions were really, like or repeated in my head later and i was like because i'm just i'm just different you know and um Later in life, it didn't stop. But I also, I think I'm at where I am because I've only chased one thing. I've directed myself in this movie, in this life, this life role forever. So I've been able to develop this character in a way. So I'm really laid the short focus on one thing. I'm not the guy that, that started and I want to be a karate kid then I want to be a police officer then I want to be a, a soccer star like I've only talked about fashion I've only wanted fashion so I got fashion
1: and here you are and <laughs> I, if we and I love that you one mentioned how your mother went and bought you like your sketchbooks and helped you draw because if we could, our parents as well could really support our passions from young and we could consistently do that, we would all be greats, but because we're always trying to jump from one thing to another versus like really enduring the process, we could all become greats, right? And that's why I think like, when I think about my notion of being a poet of like, but there's a beauty that, comes with the process right and you were just saying like you've been focused on one thing and also just thinking about how we were talking about the layers earlier um of the clothes and how much that's changed right and even to your look this whole monochromatic look that's going on with steve is just like Ellie, you know, Um, but I just many of the interviews highlight how you've removed many layers and distractions from Steve Harvey's look. Just mentioning how focused you are. How did you learn to overcome distractions and stay focused to be in the fashion industry to get where you are now?
0: I just know that I get distracted easily. Um, So I always tell myself when it's work time, it's work time, it's party time, it's party time. So I commit to both worlds. (laughs) Um, But uh, really like, I don't know. Like when I get to work, like I I, I kind of log into a different mindset, and and I, I I love this like this this hunger that I get. I don't know. It's something like when I tell myself it's work time, it's go time, and um I get excited. I get excited for the for the end goal. So it really allows me to really like get deep into the project, whatever that is at the moment. As we talk about the layers, I had to learn that on my own first. I used to overdress a lot. And I used to overdress a lot because maybe I didn't I wanted to be validated. But once I validated myself, I really understood that it's you. It's not the clothes, you know. And then I understood, I started understand to understand diversity and range is so important. And that fashion is fun. And fashion is about being a character. Fashion is about just occupying the space for a moment at a time and reflect using that fashion to reflect on a certain time or memory. And you know, when I got to Mr. Harvey, and he was he was at a point where he was known for a certain look, and I asked him, "What do you? Why do you choose this look?" He said, "Well, you know." You're a black man, and you get to accomplish a lot of things, and you get to transition to being a mogul and a global superstar. And society tells you that you should look a certain way, you know, as this financial level that you get. And um, your age group start dressing the like, or so you just start applying that to your mindset. And it was the Navy suits. It was the pinstripes. It was the tie bar. It was the collar bar. It was the cufflinks. It was the the pocket squares, and those are just all symbol of successful aging men. And I just kind of instated the mindset that there's no age for a certain style. There's not no style to really identify you. You know, allow people to get to know you. Allow people to see you. You know, uh. So have fun with the clothes or don't let people, don't allow people to put you in a, in a category because a category for what, you know, like there's no, like, you know, there's also things like that's off subject, but when I get to Paris or, or another Dubai, things like that, you have to dress a certain way to get it to certain places. And I'm just like, how the fuck do they know who is who? You know, and I had to learn that when I worked in retail. I stopped setting my mind on you know, because in retail, you kinda gotta get hungry who like, the next person that walks in the room, that's gonna be my next commission. So you start qualifying people. You know, you start looking at wedding rings and shoes and bags, and I stopped doing that because I remember wasting my time on the people that I visually thought were rich. I stopped wasting my time on, on on just what the what is the image of rich, you know. What is the image of success? So I I I just stopped, and when I stopped, I literally would go, would go to people with with a book bag, gym wear, and I would ask them like, "How you doing? Is I good? Um, are you looking for anything?" Actually, yeah, I'm going on a yacht trip, and I'm losing my mind. I got out of bed at six a.m. I had to go to the mall because my flight is in three hours, and I didn't have time to get dressed. Bingo, you know. So. It was like it was like that, and then I would start. I started being successful, and then I start understanding the power of styling, the power of reviving a whole new energy in somebody, um, and that trust, that trust, and and that confidence that you get to you see in somebody It's just a beautiful thing. But you know, I just start removing myself out the equation too, and I start learning, like, like I said earlier, like have fun and understand that this image is just for the moment that is going to be a new image there's no look that will really can make you if that makes sense
1: no it does I (laughs) I love that I'm just like the way that we stereotype and judge people especially Mm -hmm. like you know the way we express ourselves through clothing or through life and just like yeah, being committed um to both worlds and having that balance between okay, I'm gonna get work, I'm gonna help someone improve their style, I'm gonna design, or I'm gonna like focus on me and my family, right? I'm focused on my own passions, right? Um, I love that just the notion of removing your layers, removing yourself, you know, and also being able to show for someone else because it is about like that moment. Like, what am I gonna say? How am I gonna show up? How is that gonna translate? And know. i just want to know like what's your favorite thing about designing and styling um and how have your experiences allowed you to be open to transcend timeless fashion
0: um my favorite thing about designing i would say it's illustrating because uh when i was designing suits i had to learn to sell a product that didn't exist to a man who has the ability to buy everything you know, and it wasn't just Steve Harvey in the beginning. It was Samuel Jackson. It was Magic Johnson. It was T.I. It was a lot of successful dentists and lawyers and doctors, and they were much older than me. So for them to even sit down with, at the time, a 23-year-old or 24-year-old discussing a full tutorial wardrobe, and I don't even occupy that space yet, I'm 23 or 24, I had to... um I use my skill and my, one of my biggest skill is illustration. And I I will sketch my idea of where we should go. And then I really enjoyed, well, at the time I did not but no, I really enjoyed uh, educating myself and learning the power of measurements because proportion and measurements and those numbers really are the main thing that can change a physical appearance. I remember looking at guys and the only thing that was wrong was tailoring really because after I put the suit on them and really understand they're creating that illusion. Like how do I hide love handles? How do I highlight the shoulder? How do I focus on this posture, the shoulder and things like that? It was all the numbers and measurements. And once I got it all together and put the final product, I really enjoyed that process from illustrating to choosing fabric, to applying those numbers, and to tailoring finally. I really love designing. When it comes to styling, I think now I love collaborating with designers. Um, I love having that access to sit down with a, another innovative person. I love to sit down with a person that has one style of DNA and aesthetic and they allow me to be kind of break down their style aesthetic into mine, to apply that on the client. Say for instance, um, I collaborate with Ralph Lauren, who has a Western idea of fashion and a very luxurious application on his art. And he gives me the opportunity to style three looks from his collection and apply it to Mr. Harvey for, for an award show. I get to so, like, through his lookbook, pick what I want and make it me. How do I make it me? It depends on the award show or the audience. And um, I just create these looks of, of my aesthetic and then I present it to Mr. Harvey during the fitting. He told me what he'd like, and then it becomes a marriage. And it's just, I love that about styling. The response is, I never know. You know, I heard Rihanna say something really amazing. I really look up to Rihanna, her message with everything. But um, I heard Rihanna say it was an interview about Savage Fenty Show or something. And she said that for anything she does, she has to love it before submitting it out. She doesn't do things for a response anymore, she says. She said something in a way of Even if the public hates whatever she puts out, if she fell in love with it, she can stand by it. It's something that I had to learn about all these comments and flyers and rainbows and lollipops. Uh, But with styling, I really fall in love with the the collaboration. I fall in love with the collaboration. And then for designing, I fall in love really with uh, the entire process of development.
1: Uh, I'm so into like just people's processes now because as a writer and I had to like, I was in certain fellowships that just kind of honed into my skills. And and like you said, in the beginning, you hated it, right? You hate having to learn these skills, but they become essential and it becomes easy as my friend to write the poem, to make the tea, right? Because mm-hmm. once, because even the notion of you, like, of course, we've always seen the illustration, the sketching, but, I, and you go into the measurements and I'm like, yo, I'm terrible at math. So yeah. how would
0: I-, I? I am too. I am too. Like <laughs> you know, surprised when you love something, things change.
1: That's fact. You know, yeah. look when you love something, you know, and just how much that love and that dedication takes you forward. And also, you were mentioning just about the comments that people say whenever you bring a look to life, right? Can you talk a little bit more about just like how you've used things to validate you to allow you to build long-lasting trust in the fashion industry?
0: They put me uh, in your book. I think, as like best dressed. they like instated something in me. Like I felt good about it. I'm leaving the mark. Boom. But then you get to the real world and as many of you, you know, you get to, I went to Art Institute of in Atlanta for one year and it really allowed me to understand like, man, you got to, you got to do this shit. They're going to talk about you. They've talked about you from the get-go. They talked about me in Paris, you know, and now I'm in the States and now, now I'm in college and now I'm in the work field. Like, so I think the, the opinions help me. Opinions lead me to believe that I can go, you know, and in every level it was like support. You know, a lot of I can't say I focused a lot of negativity because I've always had so much support and and people will say, yo, I mean, I was getting support when I was in retail. I was getting support when I was getting when I was designing suits. So when it was the huge public announcement that I'm a celebrity stylist, which that title took a long time for me to even accept, it was like, I want to make them proud. it wasn't it wasn't like, uh, I'm fighting anymore, you know? I was just like, I want to make them proud.
1: It takes a village, you know what I'm saying, and I know not everybody survives the village not everybody can make it certain journeys you know there's people that we see and come but like that support that uplifts us on different phases of our journey allows you to arrive where you are so that when you get there like but I've been doing this like you said you can look back and that feels so good to hear but to really realize the dedication that happens when you're passionate and what we could all possibly reach if we have that support right if like we can I guess tune out the noise be aware of the criticism but not let that stop us like because I'm totally one for I will complain I will cry I will talk my shit but I'm gonna get to work you like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do what I have to do because this is whatever it is is important to me I need to make space for that yeah so thinking about many of your experiences and your travels and times in different schools, industries, and fashion ha- houses. Um, I know we're all just imagining and we can't wait to see what comes in the next decade or so. But can you talk about what you imagine your own fashion house would look like in the future?
0: I think like I've thought about different ways. I already, I'm starting to develop something, but just, in, I'm just writing down ideas at the moment but I think it'll be something really like sophisticated. I think I will focus in menswear. Um, I will highlight my first and last name. Um, I want to be like a real couturier. Like, a couturier po- for me is like an architect, an architectural designer, like develop like a meaningful house. Like like the, the transition that I've been able To show the world with Steve Harvey, I would like to do that with an existing house and pick up a Fendi or Louis Vuitton or like Virgil did, you know, uh, like Kim Jones has done with Dior. Just revamp a brand. I would love that. I would love to get that opportunity.
1: (laughs) It's possible. So you just spoke it. Not only will you have your own house, but you will definitely be able to transform others And as you continue to hold space and imagine and create and design you're continuously supported right and you find the people who can help you reach those looks that you see in your mind that you draw on those papers and that you can continue to collab with because collaboration is key and i love being able to work with people who are willing to do the work okay yeah, me too <laughs> cuz there's people who want to they want to be in the room but they don't they're not ready that's another it's, conversation it's a
0: lot of work it's a lot of work
1: um but i know you have um, a lyric, some verse to share that keeps you yes. going. Can you share that with us?
0: Yes, it's the Rihanna song. I love Rihanna. Rihanna is to me, the immigrant president of the youth. <laughs> and I love her for that. And it's a song called American Oxygen. And in the song, I'll oh say, can you see, this is the American dream. Young boy hustling, trying to get the wheels in motion, but he could be anything at all in America. Just close your eyes and breathe, breathe in, breathe out, American oxygen. Chasing this American dream, we sweat for a nickel and a dime, turn into an empire.
1: Yes, though living in America and achieving that dream is not easy once you build your empire, once you're realizing like the importance of the journey, it's so worth it, you know? I love that. I'm so glad that you shared that song.
0: hmm I love that song.
1: Ellie, how are you on your way?
0: It's crazy. Yo. I'm on the way because I'm valued now. I'm in I'm in the room, you know. My name, my name is validated on a high rank. I get to sit down with Naomi Campbell. I get to be in the rooms with Lenny Kravitz. I get to style Steve Harvey for the NFL Awards. I get to style Tyler Perry for the Oscars. I get to live this dream, you know. I asked God for this and I got it, you know. And I have to be grateful at times when I'm extremely tired and I said F everything or I get frustrated on small things. I get frustrated when things don't happen. And, but then I'm like, I, I'm on the way because Even though it didn't happen, I have the designer. They still sent me the collection before release dates. They still asked me, and of course it didn't happen, but I get to do this and I get to send them flowers and say thank you. I get to have conversations with amazing people. I get to uplift people, you know? I get to really like allow people to see me in a way that I viewed uh, Rachel Zoe before when I was watching the shows and the way I get to be in rooms with other stylists and hear their stories, their struggle, things like that. That's, that's why I went away.
1: I'm glad that God gave you that dream. I'm glad that you were able to fulfill it and be surrounded by the people to take you. I'm glad that you have those connections and you continue to jo- enjoy doing this work that you have been, you know, just Called to do, um and I just wish you nothing, 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 nothing but the best. You're already on the way. You're already doing the damn thing. Like my flowers mm-hmm. to you, Ellie. Is Thank just you. for staying true to yourself Thank and you, how God. far you've come. Thank mm. you I appreciate it. to our wonderful listeners. If you're just still dreaming, if you're still drawing, if you're not even sure, determine where you want to go. Just know, follow your heart, your passions. The people will come, but just stay true to your heart. And until next time, y'all be blessed.